Welcome to the first free two hours of the BingeCast on the Binge Media Podcast Network. All of our listeners receive the first two hours of the BingeCast for free, while premium members receive the full binge. The entire four-hour show available exclusively at patreon.com slash binge media. And they'll get early access to the show 24 hours before everyone else. For only $5 a month, premium members also get access to exclusive shows, drinking shot recipes, and our monthly happy hour on Discord. Sign up at patreon.com slash binge media to join us today for only $5 a month. And now, the Binge Cast. Hello to one and all, it's time to start the fucking show. So gather all your alcohol and everyone you know. It's time to raise our glasses, then we'll get another round. And we all know that the BingeCast is the greatest show around. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the BingeCast show. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the greatest show we know. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the BingeCast show. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the greatest show we know. We'll talk about the movies that we fucking watched this week. We'll answer all the Google Voice and round up some TV. Let us toast until the morning comes and celebrate we will. And we'll never stop drinking till we become a bendy bill. Hey! Baba Baba Dicky, it's the Binge Cash Show. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the greatest show we know. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the Binge Cash Show. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the greatest show we know. Oh, and welcome to the Binge Cast. Recording a little bit early this week. Uh, my regular co-hosts are palooza up somewhere in America. Fucking dicks. Uh, but I'm here with Chad C. Ooh, called in the beat theme. What's up, buddy? Well, we were going to do a binge views, and I thought, listen, my plan was to skip the binge cast this week altogether because those fucking <laughs> guys went on vacation, so I was going to fucking say, fuck you guys, I'm not doing anything either. But then in, we were going to do binge views, and I thought, well... We'll do binge views. Let's extend it a little bit and give the people a free binge cast. Come on. I like it. I'm in my kitchen. You know? It's weird. Uh, because TJ's doing school downstairs. So I got booted out of my own fucking podcast office. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's a whole different experience today. D- different day, different time. <laughs> it's very weird. Like, very at least you're on the pantry like Ammon used to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could have been. Um... That's good though. We got we got some movies to talk about, and we got some voicemail to do. And um, sadly, I don't have any. You know what? I might have Sounders. I might have Sounders. They receive these emails that make fucking no sense. Lost pissing his pants as they're read on the cast. Wrong punctuations and shitty translations. Cheers to you, Google. Your service sucks ass. Google Voice, stop your fucking with the binge cast boys. Jim Law tweets pictures of his children's toys. Fuck yourself, Google Voice. All right, here's where they would say the number, but I don't know what it is. So, do you know what the number is? 708-406-9546. I got you. I got you. <laughs> You're fantastic. <laughs> All right, what do we got? Okay, we got those. We got those. We got those. This is one. Here's one. Let's see who this is. 
Well, hey, Binge Cast. It's been a little while. This is Baby Boy James. Finally stole uh, Daddy's phone back. He's been hiding it from me. If he didn't like me calling in talking about titties. Don't know what his problem is. <laughs> you know what I missed? I missed getting to talk to you about it. Do you hear about this Mardi Gras? <laughs> this was a gra- This is the greatest invention ever. Throw some beads, and you get to see titties. Oh, this, this little baby boy James' favorite holiday ever. Mardi Gras, baby boy James approved. You know what? I couldn't believe though. My dad told uh, dad told my mom he was going to get her something called a pearl necklace for anniversary. I thought it was really nice. You know what that is? Fucking dad. I eat off those man. That's my dinner. <laughs> Asshole. Jeez. All right. Hope everybody's getting ready for a good Easter coming up. Little bunny bringing a basket full of titties or something. I don't know. That's what I assume I'm getting. <laughs> basket full of boobies. Easter boobies. Things been media. These Patreon shows are the best. Baby boy James. See you soon. So <laughs> <laughs> the whole face mail of titties. Yeah, covering pearl necklaces, Easter, getting it all in one fucking voice, man. It's you know, it's it's good to like touch base with him once in a while because you get these big moments in his life, like Mardi Gras. Like for a man or a baby like baby James to find out about Mardi Gras, that's a big moment in his life. Yeah, I mean it's pretty quick too. I mean it's not even one yet, right? So <laughs> How did he find out about Mardi Gras? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Especially during a pandemic, I mean, it can't be it can't be a lot going on with that right now. So, I think he's watching a lot of YouTube. Imagine the porn <laughs> yeah. that he How much porn does Baby James watch when he's left by himself <laughs> in his room? Does he even need it? He's 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 got his mom. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> talking about pearl necklaces and his mom, <laughs> Baby James. It's too early for this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, don't stop uh, going because you're amazing. All right, let's see who this is. Uh, oh, Nathaniel Peterson. Hi, guys. It is Nate Peterson. First time caller, long time. Hi, guys. Um, right, I've got a, um, uh, a an impossible movie list game for you. And uh, this is one actually of my own devising, so don't like to brag. Um, anyway, yes, yeah, so the two films, and these are, as far as I know, the only two films, and if you find a better connection than this, then go fuck yourself. Um, the only two films on this list are Step Brothers and Captain Fantastic. Step Brothers and Captain Fantastic. There are three points on offer here. Um... Yeah, and I will call you back shortly with the answers to this. I uh, hope you're all doing well, by the way. And, uh, Bala, Baba, stay frosty. Okay. I don't know what Captain Fantastic is, so I'm going to look at it. It's the Viggo Mortensen, right? Right. A couple right. years ago. I never saw it, so I'm out of this. This is all up to you, sir. I mean, refresh my memory on the impossible movie game here. <laughs> There, there's. He said there's three points which connect these movies, and only these two movies. Um, prior ones have been like you know the movies that starred uh, Tom Hanks uh, having a stroke in a kitchen, like very, very minute 
points that connect these movies. Okay. But so it's these two movies. Now I know Step Brothers very well. I have not seen Captain Fantastic. Okay, so the only thing I, I mean, Catherine Hahn is in Captain Fantastic, also in Step Brothers. Okay. So I, I would assume that uh, Step Brothers also is obviously dealing with. Uh, I mean, their fucking parents are marrying, but like Captain Fantastic, he's a dad that has like multiple kids. I don't think any of them are like steps. Uh, you know, man, I, I don't fucking know, Nate. Who, who, uh, who does Catherine Hahn <laughs> Wait, too early for this shit. <laughs> who does Catherine Hahn play in Captain Fantastic? Uh, I think it's like his, man, it's been, I've only watched it once. I feel like it's like his sister-in-law or sister uh so maybe oh man i honestly <laughs> i don't fucking know does she have sex? wrong guy to have one does she have sex in a bathroom in captain fantastic not that i remember the only thing i remember from captain fantastic is you get vigo mortensen peen you get a you get a peen shot um so i don't think any sex is going on in the bathroom um, I need to look at the IMDb here or something. Maybe is it cheating? I don't fucking no, know. No, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, Steve Zahn is in this movie. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really seeing it. I don't know, Nate. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, do you have anything? I mean, you haven't seen Captain Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, but I, any wild guesses? <laughs> I'm just trying to think about shit that Catherine Hahn did or stuff about her character because obviously that is the connection to these two movies. Um. I do appreciate that Nate made this one up himself. He's sick and tired of stealing people's impossible movie games, so he made one up himself. But I have no idea. Chad has no idea. Luckily. I got no idea. Luckily, he called back with the answer. So, Nate, I'm sorry Perfect. we didn't take that much time on it, but, I mean, I haven't even seen the movie. So, um, and Chad seems unentertained uh, with your nonsense. Here we go. <laughs> Big sweep. Um, this is the answers to uh, the Impossible Movie List game. Uh, three points on offer. Um, and as a refresher, it is Step Brothers and Captain Fantastic. What list might these both appear on uh, as devised and created by this guy? Uh, I did. I pointed to myself my thumb and realised that this is an audio format and you wouldn't see that. So. Anyway, um, three points on offer. The list is... Films about unconventional families featuring Katherine Hahn in a supporting role where characters sing Sweet Child of Mine. Uh, so there you go. So the three points on offer there are unconventional families, Katherine Hahn, and singing Sweet Child of Mine. Uh, I reckon you'll get one, maybe two. If you get all three, boy oh boy, I love you all. <laughs> Stay babadicus. Oh my god, Google Voice. I feel like we got two of the three. I think we did, yeah, because you, you were talking about the family aspect. But Google Voice is in full uh, fucking pandemic mode because while Nate ended his call with uh, Vella Babadikas, fucking Google Voice translated to, I love you all, stay home. <laughs> <laughs> that should be, I feel like Google Voice has done that the last year for every, yeah. every fucking call. <laughs> Translate all to its own. Uh, Wear a mask and stay home. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, I think we we got two of the three there. Yeah, I would have never guessed a sweet child of mine though. I, I did not remember that from Camp to Fantastic at all. Oh, that's fantastic. That is good. See, that's what yeah. I think 
and correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, but when you want to make one of these, you find the the hardest one first, right? Like, so you find a movie where they both sing Sweet Child of Mine, and then you're like, oh, okay, so what else is similar about these two movies? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking make one for Nate, and I'm going to do it, and he's never going to get it. I love it. Fucking stump Nate. All right, one more call. Oh, looks like it's a first-time caller, and oh. because we yelled at her to call. Nope. Hey guys, um, this is Tara. Um, I'm calling because Law told me to, basically. <laughs> um, so I just have a few um, things I wanted to report on. So I did get the ET candle from Park Sense, Binge 20, and it honestly, not gonna lie, smells like the other Park Sense candle I got, which was the Mansion scent. So I don't know if they just have the same, like, smell vibe or something it's not terrible but it's not exactly what i thought it was going to be doesn't remind me too much of a forest but we're going to go with it next is the falcon and winter soldier show and i'm obsessed with it i'm super shocked that pete is into it um yeah i'm obsessed with sebastian stan which i probably said once or twice at one of the hangouts um yeah, so I also just want to say that I love all of the content. Of course, the commentaries are amazing. And um, as someone who has zero knowledge about a lot of movies um, and franchises, I've been learning so much and, you know, I've been enjoying it all. So um, thanks for all of that, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Nice beautiful fantastic now someone saying that they listen to our commentaries and learns a lot is not something i would ever expect to hear mm, not at all um <laughs> not at all but hey it's fantastic there's been times when we've done a commentary and i mean five minutes in we're done talking about the movie <laughs> we've just we've done <laughs> too many many other avenues and uh we might go back to it by the end but it, it's very very rare um speaking of which our full binge this week is a commentary that myself, Pete, and Morano did for Kong Skull Island just to get ready for the big fucking matchup next week. I'm very, very excited. Um, are you nice, getting, yeah. Just are, revisited. Are you going to see that uh, nice and early or are we going to get a little... Uh, I will. Oh. Yeah, we can, we, you can do binge use early next week, probably like Tuesday or something. So, yeah. Fucking so pumped. Comes out next Wednesday the 31st on uh, in theaters and HBO Max. Coming up, coming up, Easter weekend, so even the five-day weekend, even. So pumped, so very pumped about it. Um, how did uh, how did Tara start listening to Binge? Do we know that the, the origin story behind that? Cause she I just kind of showed up. Yeah, I don't know. I know her. Uh, I think it's her husband, husband or boyfriend also listens. So I don't know if he got her into it or if they. Yeah, I don't know. We need an origin story. I like that. The, uh, yeah, we always just have these people just, you know, show up. We're like, well, where, where'd you come from? Where'd you come from? And, uh, yeah, it's always always fun to find out how people found the podcast network. Yeah. Um, she, she brought up um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, unfortunately, we are recording the day before the new episode comes out. So that is the one uh, negative to doing this. We're not going to be able to talk about the new episode. Uh, but how, you know, how did you feel about it when you get your thoughts? Uh, 
I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't I, coming off WandaVision. I was a little underwhelmed by the finale. I think like you were, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, the first episode hooked me. So um, it's yeah, like you said, it's like six episodes. So I'm not just gonna fucking tap out for <laughs> after one episode because uh, it was pretty good. I, I really liked uh, like kind of how they're like approaching this and like the way they're gonna be. Like I don't know, they they can spread it out over the six episodes and not feel like everything like a two hour movie. So I, I think this format for uh, some of this Marvel stuff is going to work out pretty well. So nice, I'm on board, baby. All right, all right, everyone. Thanks for the calls. We will get back to voicemail next week. Also, we'll get back to TV next week because there's not much to talk about. We we considered talking about the challenge, and then we thought mm, everyone will just tap out. I haven't watched the latest one. It's just going to be a nonsensical conversation. So, they're really so, well, well. Touching on that though, there's the the challenge All Stars coming out in like two weeks. Did you see that? I did, and it's only like eight episodes, and there's like twenty four people. Like, what are they going to get rid of? Fucking four people in an uh, episode? It's weird. Yeah, it's on Paramount Plus, and it's like no bananas, no CT or West for challenge All Stars. Seems a little fucking uh, I don't know missing. So, it's, I'll watch it though. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. It's a bunch of. Like, I, I didn't watch Road Rules uh, Real World Challenge. Like, you know, the... Yeah, me either. The show. So I don't know a lot of the older, older people that were on those shows. Anissa's on this, though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got, always got to have her. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so fucking annoying. Um, yeah, but I'll, I'll definitely watch it, too. I'm going to need my fix once this season finally ends, because it's so fucking long. Yeah, it's only a couple weeks left, it seems like, so... Yeah, it's been like 15 episodes so far, I think. <laughs> is there is there anything else uh, other than that, though, that you might want to mention in uh, about TV? Like, Because you brought up Ted Lasso a while ago. Well, uh, actually, when I brought it up, you told me to watch it. It was awesome, and it was. So was there anything else that you've uh, snuck under the radar? Lately, man, no. I've just been doing a lot of catch-up. I, I pulled out through the most recent season of Fargo recently. I did Mythic Quest. Uh, the whole season of that. Um, so, I mean, I was, I've mainly just been doing catch up the beginning of this year and then a lot of fucking movies. I am excited for the new uh, show on Prime, the animated Invincible series based off the comic from Kirkman. Yes. I think that starts tomorrow. The first three episodes go up. I'm, I actually just got the last month, like the uh, compendium of the, I've been waiting to read that comic for a long time. So I've started that. So I'm pretty excited for that. But yeah, it's, it's, it seems to be that point of the, the pandemic finally caught up to all these productions and there's like nothing on TV right now. So uh, much needed content for TV coming hopefully in April here. Um, I was excited about that Invincibles too. I, I read that, that same uh, copy that you had. I read it uh, quite a while ago and I was really into it for a, a long time. I've kind of dropped off since that's what Kirkman does, but um, <laughs> I, yeah. um, I was really excited about it. I didn't know it was coming out fucking tomorrow. Oh, that is that is very very exciting. Um, so this is yeah, I've heard it's yeah yeah I've heard it's like very violent animated. Like it's not like a cartoon that <laughs> for kids to watch. So yeah, that's what I'm I bored for that. I, I regretted instantly when I told TJ. I'm like, this is this is <laughs> like this. And then I I saw like one of the fucking ads is like, make no mistake, this is an adult cartoon. Do not not for children. I'm like, oh well, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, yeah hell of a voice cast too. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck I know. This this looks really good, people. So if you want to check out uh, some good violent uh, adult themed um, 
animated shows it's it's weird it's got its own little niche because usually the adult animated shows are all comedy right like all of them like Mm -hmm. just just so they can be crass and fucking vulgar or whatever and this one's kind of for the other reason something might be rated r and violence and death and it's probably a lot of swearing i imagine Mm -hmm. yeah jk simmons involved i'm sure there's a there's a lot of fucks (laughs) yeah all right that's uh fucking pumped now something to watch at work tomorrow night all right cool yeah first three episodes we're gonna get right into movies because that was our tv hope you liked it (laughs) here i got some sounders for you what'd you watch what'd you watch this week we're just two cool hosts doing podcast shows week after week Talking movies and drinking rounds But I have found That they're not geeks What'd you watch this week? What did you watch this week? And I've got to fucking know, yeah! <laughs> Screaming at me. All right. The fuck did I watch this week? Um, so I watched two movies last night. One you recommended. Uh, the other... Uh, did, you, did you watch that one that I sent you? I did. I did. Yeah, I actually was going to watch it this past weekend, and then I just didn't, and then you said it. So, like, all right, sweet. Knock that out really quick. Okay. Well, actually, the first thing I want to talk about is I watched that um, the Varsity Blues scandal show on Netflix. Did you watch that? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, last week, we were all going to watch it, and then um, Marano started it and he's like fuck this it's all reenactments i'm tapping out don't bother so none of us watched it <laughs> so, so uh, this week I, I was like oh i might as well just fucking i thought you might have watched it so i just threw it on last night i had it downloaded on my computer anyways and um yeah it, i mean it is the majority 95 percent reenactment um but what, i mean what makes it a little bit better is it's it's all 100 percent authentic uh dialogue right like because Every reenactment is them on the phone and uh, discussing what they're going to do with their kid and, and how they're going to get in college and all that. And these are all from transcripts. Um, so okay. they're, they're pretty good actors. I mean, so they're delivering the lines, I would imagine, the exact same way that they went down in the conversations. You know what I mean? So that made it f- not feel as cheesy and bad as some of the other shows that do the reenactments. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it can be rough. It's a it's a crazy it's a crazy fucking story. Uh, the fact that this guy got away with this for so long and just was so fucking confident in what he was doing is uh, incredible. And I mean, it just makes me think like how many other scams are going on like this. You know what I mean? For, for mm-hmm. this guy, for this guy to get caught, it took. Um, I mean, one of the people that was doing this had other legal issues. And those legal issues led to her or him. I, can't, I think it was a her, to be honest with you, uh, saying, oh, well, hey, do you know this guy? Because um, I can tell you all about that if it gets me off. And gotcha. so, I mean, maybe there isn't a lot of other scams because that you feel like that would happen all the time. The people that are getting involved with this are not they're not fucking 
stand-up citizens, right? They're all fucking shysters. They're all fucking lowlifes that want to get away with everything. They're rich, first of all. They're all rich. And they're just trying to fucking scam their kids' way into a, a prestige college so that they, they can say it. They can say, oh, my kid got an education here. I got an education here. I mean, the documentary goes out of its way saying, just go to a fucking any college. You're going to get a good education. What social media and... I mean, this has been going on before social media. The, the name of a college or the rankings of colleges it's all it's all kind of bullshit you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. all like uh so you didn't get into stanford and then you, and then you have a youtube video of a girl crying for an hour because she didn't get into stanford meanwhile she could go into her local college and get probably just as good of a education it's just not a name brand colleges mm-hmm. are name brands now you know what i mean yeah that's fucking uh, did they touch on like Lori laughlin type stuff in this at all or is it like hinted around about her yeah i mean yeah. when they get to the more famous people so they got a lot of her daughter on youtube right and they have that oh, okay. they, they use the actual youtube clips which is good that's why mm-hmm. i said it was like 95 percent fucking reenactment because uh you you get to see her uh talking about how much she hates school and and all her sephora shit that she was like all this shit that she had before this happened right like she was Mm -hmm. she didn't need to go to college uh like she she literally and Lori laughlin never went to college she didn't even go to college (laughs) yeah i don't i don't don't even understand why but um yeah they talk about her they talk about uh the other one um uh what's her name from desperate housewives Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Felicity Huffman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, you know they give updates at the end on um, there was fifty, I believe, parents that were charged in this. They give updates on the ones that they kind of focus on throughout the show, and they show the real people um, next to the people that played them or whatever. Uh, But again, you know, this is all authentic conversation, all real dialogue, and it's 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 just fucking. It's over my head, man. It's, you know, it's just, this is rich people problems. And I just, mm. <laughs> I, I laugh my ass off. I'm like, I don't, like, none of these people did hard time. Don't fool yourself. Yeah. But the embarrassment. Yeah, that, slap on the wrist. Yeah. But, but I mean, the embarrassment that it caused them. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's, that's worth its fucking weight in gold. I'm telling you right now. Like, it's, yeah. They're just fucking shook and fucking destroyed in their social circles and all that. And that's what matters most to them, obviously, if they're fucking. I was say, yeah, that's, that's probably worse than going to jail time for them. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Um, I don't know. It, it was okay. It was it was actually better than I thought it was going to be because Moreno was just like he fucking fell all over the tapo button as soon as he pressed. It. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I'll give it like a seven. It's it's decent. It's got a lot of information. Sometimes it's a little bit boring when they start talking about numbers and shit like that. But um, it's still a it, it's still a pretty startling fucking uh, scam that was pulled off right underneath everyone's nose. Um, so yeah, seven's on that. So Matthew Modine, I guess what he's playing the guy who, and then they reenact like the conversations with these yeah. actors. Yeah, he's he's the main guy. Okay. Like, he's he's the guy doing all the scams, right? Like he, his company. Okay. And, and he's really good. Like you know what I mean? Like he kind of looks like him. They made him look like him or whatever. And uh, but but he he delivers. He's very deadpan and very serious. And you know, um, what what's what's funny about this guy is like when he, he's really good at what he does right but when he gets caught and he becomes a fucking asset for the fbi 
like they're like praising him. They're like, I've never seen an asset like this. Like he was amazing. <laughs> so, oh, <nice. laughs> so he puts everything into everything he does. This guy, like he's, whether he's yeah. he's uh, in trouble or he's just trying to get rich or whatever the fuck, he's putting everything he's got on it. Uh, he's the best fucking informant they've ever had. He he got so many people. He got so many more people arrested than just him. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, all right all right so check it out yeah it's it, it's worth it's worth a couple uh, i think it's like an hour and 40 minutes all right let's talk about uh let's talk about fucking slacks let's talk about fucking slacks Jeez. slack yeah uh yeah, I mean, you, you do the synopsis you fucking yeah um let's roll, roll reversal here <laughs> all right i'll do all the synopsis for you uh slacks is Shutter, right? This came out on Shutter. Shutter, yeah, written last weekend. Okay. Um, very kind of, it's a very over the top fucking kind of movie where everyone is playing uh, a cliche of of themselves. Basically, there's there's a big store in the mall, and it's very popular because uh, the owner and proprietor is very. Uh, hell bent on having like um, no sweatshops and you know uh, all organic shit and all the everything's like top notch and everybody in the fashion world they're they're like at the top of the chain and everybody wants them um, and they have a new line of jeans coming out and they're called super shapers so this we're following we're basically the main character for us is this new hire and she's being hired the day the night before that they're going to release these new jeans and she's this is where the cliche characters come in to effect because she's walking around the store trying to you know fit in and and find out what she has to do and all this and the employees in the store are all pretty much like 100 percent just douchebags um the worst they all kind of hate their job one guy loves his job so much he wants to be the district manager or regional manager what the fuck it was so he uh doesn't you know he doesn't take any slack from anybody he needs everything to run perfectly and it doesn't hurt or it doesn't help that this main guy this proprietor is coming to their store for the launch of these jeans that very night also there is a youtube sensation um an influencer coming to the store to do a live uh testing of the jeans and all this so it's a very very big mm-hmm. thing for the store everyone's a dickhead except uh, our main character of course and then um <laughs> one of the girls before the big meeting at the end of the night, she puts on a pair of the jeans when she's not supposed to, and she thinks she starts her period, so she has to go to the bathroom because uh, she's not feeling too good in her stomach, and her jeans rip her in half and stuff her under a fucking sink <laughs> cupboard. <laughs> this, I feel like, uh, there's a lot of weird death scenes. This basically, yes, people, this is about killer fucking pants. The movie. Killer pants, yep. All the pants that have been delivered that came from uh, this one cotton field, and we'll get into that. I don't know if we want to spoil it or not, but um, they're all uh, living entities, and they're very, very fucking pissed off. I feel like the first death, I really liked it a lot, the way they sh- they did it. Because um, mm. she had the pants on, right? And it was like it, the pants were fucking eating her um, from, from the waist down. And it was really fucking creepy, and it, it, it just seemed like 
I don't know, like, what are these things doing? Are they absorbing her? Are they eating her? Are they, are they uh, like, fucking poisoning? Like, you don't know what's happening. I think mm-hmm. as we go along, the, the death scenes get really fucking over the top. <laughs> and the pants themselves just become characters in the movie as, like, they're walking around. They're fucking dancing. They're, yeah. they, have, they have, like, a face at one point. Uh, like where the pockets, the back pockets are the eyes and the <laughs> the opening for the waist is the mouth. They make noise, by the way. They're, I don't know how. They they, they growl. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they growl. Like... <laughs> they drink blood. They, they, they're usually, whenever there's a puddle of blood on the ground, they're, they're over there slurping it up. And you hear them slurping it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so... The main character, I mean, she figures out why this is happening and maybe possibly how she could stop it. And it's just all about her trying to survive the night, basically. Because in the morning, when this store opens and it's uh, automatic locked doors, when that store opens, there's uh, hordes of people outside waiting to get their hands on these jeans. And meanwhile, all those jeans are killing everybody inside. So that's the uh, the whole premise for fucking Slacks. What did you think? Um, I really wanted to like this. I, I like you said, there's some there's some fun like death scenes in this, but like I don't know it, the campiness of it, it. It gets a little. I'm fine with all that. I, I expect going into a killer pants movie, you know what to expect. You're like, all right, this is an, an hour and seventeen minutes is the total movie like runtime here. Right. Um, it just gets really fucking preachy. Uh, this is like hitting you over the head preachy yeah. with with the reveal and i'm just like okay um <laughs> i don't know I, obviously they didn't have a very big budget for this and then the acting you're not watching this movie for that so i'm not gonna dock points on that but yeah everyone's fucking just so hateable you want everyone to die for the most part that's rewarded for you but it just i don't know it did it just didn't really work for me um uh, yeah, I didn't love this <laughs> at all, and I'd, I'm, I I recommended it to you because I was like, it's a quick hour and seventeen. I wasn't saying like, hey, you got to watch this. Um, yeah, it's kind of I was just kind of left meh after watching this. It's uh, I mean, you didn't really touch on what your your thoughts were. Like, did 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 you like this movie? Or? I mean, no. I mean, there's moments that are pretty cool. There's moments that I laugh. I mean, that scene where the fucking yeah. kids start dancing to the to the Bollywood music. <laughs> You can't help but just find uh-huh. it funny. Um, but you mentioned the, yeah. the budget. And yeah, the, it does look kind of cheesy. Um, the pants just kind of fucking strangling people and jumping on people. And then and then it's just them holding jeans, you know, rubbing them on their face or whatever. I mean, I get that. But <laughs> I mean, it looked good. Yeah. Like, it did look good. The the scenes, like, at the coffee yeah. fields and all that, like, that, I was like, wow, like, this looks a lot better than I thought. And when I say I thought, I thought it was filmed on, like, a fucking an iPhone or something at first. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. When you hear about a movie with this premise, uh, debuting on Shudder uh, from Canada, you're just like, oh boy, this is going to be rough. But it looked really good, I thought. I was really impressed. Yeah. Um, did you did you stick around the credits uh, for a couple seconds to see the green screen version of the dance dancing? Or, uh, dance yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there's even like, even after that, there's like a, another post-credit scene too. Oh, there is? Um, I, didn't, I didn't stick around for this. Yeah. <laughs> like the one of the guys one of the workers who like goes into one of the dressing rooms at the beginning he like comes out and obviously there's no one around and he's like what <laughs> um yeah i thought the the fucking clothing store is named after me ccc clothing uh, nice. i thought that was a uh, nice little touch there <laughs> um 
Yeah, man, I don't know. I, I just, I, the preaching this, I, I can only handle so much of that in movies when it's just like beating you over the head. Like, all right, we get it. We get it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was this is harmless. It, I'll, I'll give this like a five. Uh, I, I don't know if I would recommend this for people. If you, if, if like, if you're a fan of genre movies and campy, whatever, I think you'll get, you know, enough out of this for an hour and 17 minute runtime. But as a five. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of cheap genre movies that looked a lot worse than this so i gotta give Mm. credit there um it is fun uh you know if you like look at we loved the movie uh quite a few years back called rubber it's just about oh yeah tire that went around killing everybody um you know very different not preachy i get what you're saying with the preachiness um but at the same time it gave us some sort of idea what was going on uh as opposed Mm. to just not a bunch of uh killer genes like literally they could have just said these genes are killers. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. Stu- even stu- I almost, I almost would have liked that more. <laughs> <laughs> no explanation. <laughs> uh, I'll give it. I'll give it a six. I think I, I enjoyed it a little bit more than you, and I was a little bit impressed with uh, just the overall feel and look of the film. Nice. All right. Yeah. It's got a five and a six. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go with happily. Happily was the one that I uh, told you last night that I was gonna watch, mm-hmm. and you jumped on and watched it with me. Uh, let me get to the IMDb here so I don't fuck up the cast. All right, happily stars uh, Joel McHale and uh, Carrie. How do you say her last name? Bishi. 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 Yeah, Bishi. 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 I don't know. Uh, Paul Shear, Stephen Root. Uh, John Daly, Natalie Morales. Um, I, I had no idea about the cast when I saw the I saw the summary on one of the sites that I go to. I saw the poster, but I couldn't tell that that was Joel McHale. I'm a big Joel McHale guy. I'm, I was obsessed mm-hmm. with Community for many, many years. Um, so I was really happy when he pops up in the first scene. Happily is a, it's basically this couple, Joel McHale and his wife, Kelly Bish, and um, they are like. I mean, the movie starts, they're at a party, and she comes out of the bathroom, and she sees Joel McHale across the room, and they kind of give each other these fucking eyes, and then all the next, it cuts to them fucking in the bathroom, and it's just like crazy. And then you find out, literally, the next scene, that they've been married for 14 years, and everyone around them fucking hates them because of the way they act with each other. It's ridiculous. All their Mm -hmm. friends... Uh, talk shit about them all the time. They think it's ridiculous. It's fake. It's it makes everyone feel bad about their own relationship and about themselves. Um, so they're all their friends are going out to this. Uh, they've rented a not a cottage but a like a fucking mansion for the weekend, and they uninvite them. And they're like, yeah, we don't want you to come. And they're like, uh, well, okay. Um, I, I guess you know we're, they kind of fucking reevaluate uh, their friends and what they're doing and, and how they're living their lives but essentially they're the same people they end up fucking again that night <laughs> like, you know they just they just keep fucking uh and then the next uh the next day Stephen Root uh in a business suit shows up to the front door and says he works for the city they invite him in he immediately tells them he does not work for the city um I work for a very secret organization you two are a glitch in our program and you need to take these two syringes and inject yourselves so that you can be normal. And they're kind of like, what the fuck is that all about? What are you talking about? He's like, you, not, you guys never fight. You guys, if you do fight, you almost immediately 
fucking uh, make up with each other. Uh, you have sex. I think he says two point five de- times a day. That's the average. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like, is it not? You think this is normal? It's not normal. You need to take these so that you be- you you can become normal again. Um, I don't know what's in the trailer or what's not, but uh, she panics and hits him over the head with something. They think they've killed this guy. They go and they bury the body. They get a call from their friends. They're reinvited for the weekend. On the way there, they kind of think about this and they think that it's their friends that were playing a prank on them. And now they've gone and fucking murdered a guy for no good reason. So the setup for the for the uh, mansion is they're trying to figure out who set them up, who uh, set up the prank. And I'm... I, as far as I am in my storytelling right here, I'm fucking really into this movie. Same. I, I was just like, this. the setup's great. The mystery's fucking awesome. It's a very dark comedy. Um, mm-hmm. So that hits me, like, r- really well, like, throughout this movie. Joel McHale's perfectly cast in this. You know what I mean? Like, he's just this mm-hmm. smarmy fucking dick. He's, uh, uh, the, the, the friends are all great when they get to the mansion. They're all fucking assholes. Um, it's just, it's just fucking, honestly, it, I'm having a great time watching this movie. And then the last act falls, uh, flat for me and I just, Ooh, bad taste. In my it comes mouth. to a just absolute, yeah, fuck, just an absolute screeching halt. <laughs> yeah. Joel, Joel McHale's got a shirt off for like multiple scenes in the movie. Just super douche. Everyone's just so unlikable. Like I, I love John Daly and Paul Shear. Um, but yeah, they're just all the worst fucking people. It's kind of like slacks. They're just all terrible and you just want horrible things to happen to them. But yeah, like, I mean, it, pretty much exactly in line with you. The first 45 or so minutes of this, I'm like, cool, where's this going? Where's this going? And then it just doesn't go anywhere, really. Like, I don't oh, I don't know, man. It, the, the, the last act of this movie completely ruined this movie for me. It, it really does. It really, like, I, I came out of it just, like, mad that I watched it because I was so... Yep. I was so pumped up, like out of nowhere. I was just like, and I, and I knew, and I had looked at the IMDb page. I knew it had like a five point two. I'm I'm fucking like an hour into this film, and I'm like, what? Why is this a five point two? Like this is so much fun. You know what I mean? And then I go, mm-hmm. oh, oh, that's why. Because <laughs> they, they don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. It just felt like they. It didn't make sense. The ending just didn't make no. sense to me. It was, it, it, I don't think they know with like this dude, writer Ben David Grabinski. This is his first movie, mm-hmm. and it, I mean, it, he wrote and directed it, and like it, you can tell. Like there's just like there's no point to this movie. Honestly, there's no like they don't they, even when they're about to explain something, they're like, no, don't, and they're like. Okay, somebody just randomly gets shot in the back of the head out of nowhere. You're like, okay, oh, <laughs> oh man, yeah, this is fucking rough. I, I've I, it's been a minute since I've seen a movie that just gets derailed so fast by the last act like <laughs> this one was. But I was like, oh wow, I did not enjoy that movie. Now <laughs> I know, and uh, literally, like, I mean, if you were to judge a movie, um. On the, the amount of good compared to the bad, I would give this a higher ranking. But I, I, I'm not going to do that because all of this essentially mm-hmm. led to a pile of shit at the end of the film. Like, it was just a nonsensical <laughs> pile of shit. And I was mad. I was actually mad that I was enjoying this movie at the beginning. <laughs> this had yeah. the potential to go somewhere. It seems smart enough. It's You know what I mean? Like, it seems like 
it wins your trust because everything up until that point, you're like, oh, I like where they're going with this. I like where they're going. Oh, that was cool. Oh, this is cool. Oh, now he's fucking hurt. Oh, now she can see it. Oh, what's going on? And then it just is, it's fucking one minute after another at the end of this film where you're just like, oh my, I can't believe this is where it led. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's not even dumb. It's just, it's just flat. That's what it is. It's flat. Yeah. Well, let's, let's let's do a spoiler warning because I do want to touch on one little thing. So, like three, two, one, fucking spoiling. Um, so he he gets he he gets this injection. We're led to believe, right? Mm-hmm. But and then he says he doesn't get it, and he still fucking cheats on his wife. Yeah. And so, like, what? So, did it not work? Are you guys like? I mean, there's just so much of this movie that makes no sense. I looked at like the subreddit and some other shit with this, and it seems like the i guess at one point joel McHale is reading a book that says like hell on the outside so there's they're in purgatory is a running theory for this movie um but like the couples are all just the fucking worst like they're cheating on each other one's fucking this one one's fucking that one one's like cheating on his wife because he's gay sleeping with a chef like i i hated everyone in this movie by the end of like it just all die um and it almost makes me like it even less the fact that they're just oh he's in hell if that's actually what they're fucking doing with this movie i don't know man i really did not like this i mean the purgatory thing almost works because of that when they all sit down at the end to kind of fucking air their grievances or their mm-hmm. sins basically but i mean something would need to happen after that to play out as you know like maybe are they going to hell are they going to heaven is it because of that conversation but none of that shit happens yep and then just she magically is like oh i forgive you we need new friends like okay the one dude that i talked about getting shot fucking oh he's that i don't know i guess they touched on it a little bit when breck and meyer they're like oh he's got a new fiance now that he's this guy's just a horrible abusive piece of shit and i mean he gets what's coming to him but at the same time it just feels out of nowhere I yeah, man, this is rough. I was fucking rough all around. at least six times during this movie. I was like, is that fucking, is that the fucking guy from Rat Race? And I just, I'm like, I fucking, I would go over to the lap, like the lap. So when I watch uh, stuff at work, I have a computer screen and a workstation and then a shelf underneath that. And that's where my laptop is. So it's like, it's fairly close to the ground. Um, but when I'm far away, it's fine. Like, a, you know, whatever. But so I would. <laughs> Every fucking time he came on the screen, I would go up to it and I would hunch over and stare into the fucking laptop. I'm like, is that fucking road trip guy? Like this guy used to headline movies. Is that what what is happening? And it is. It's Beardy Breckenmeyer. And I was just like, I haven't seen this guy in so fucking long. What the what's Yeah. He's obviously I know he was heavily in robot chicken, but uh, yeah. Oh my god. He had his he had his run road trip. <laughs> nothing lately though. I mean just No, yeah, no, no. He's been absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's the first movie since a movie in un, called Unpregnant. I don't think I saw that. No. No. A lot of TV shows. Um But, but yeah, I think this is a four for me, man. Just a GC. I like this less than Slacks for sure. <laughs> Oh, I can't. I, I'm gonna go five. I, I mean, there's still a tinge of me that says, "Look, at most of this was good. Um, they just fucking fell flat at the end." Uh, I'll give it a five. I'm not gonna re- recommend it. I mean, 
obviously we just spoiled like the whole movie <laughs> if you're still <laughs> but um it's good for Spoiler. a long time you know a long time it's really really good and gets you interested but then yeah poop yeah it's kind of falls apart <sighs> all right well that is all i've watched now we get into the binge views section uh, Ooh, I'm not. I'm not doing see it streamer skip it though. I'm giving number ratings. We're on the binge cast, baby. Oh, there you go. Okay, you get to break away from your rules. <laughs> All right, so I got the courier, and I've got nobody. I feel like nobody's the big one. So we want to do courier first. Yep. All right. Do you know anything about this movie? Let me see. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, no. All right. Perfect. I didn't really know much about it either. So this, The Courier, is starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Rachel Brosnahan from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, Jesse Buckley is in this, Angus Wright. Uh, This is set in 1960. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is playing a character by the name of Grayville Wynn. This is all based on true events. He is a businessman uh, from the UK who is recruited by the MI6 to deliver... uh, messages to a secret agent Oleg Pinkovsky for the Russians um, he's recruited by Rachel Brosnahan's character uh, he's just this very uh, very sharp businessman you, you can tell pretty early on they established that he he knows what he's doing and he gets shit done uh, and so he, he he's just a, a regular dude that's recruited by them to start uh, being a spy mm-hmm. and uh, obviously some shit goes down and uh, there's a lot of fucking spy spy shit in this. A very this all takes place during the Cold War. Um, and I don't want to spoil necessarily what happens, but there's a lot of tension. He's might get caught. He might not. He has he's having issues with his wife at home because he's lying to her uh, about what he's doing, obviously. And she kind of turns her back on him, and he's left to really his own devices. That's really the extent of what I'll break down in the plot. This movie's pretty good, though. Uh, it's a nice little throwback spy movie. Uh, it's, there's not a lot of action at all in this. It's it's very much a adult drama, a lot of dialogue. Um, and you got anything for this? This is uh, this isn't too exciting, <laughs> but the, so this sounds a lot like um, what's the movie you fucking uh, Borat that came on a few years ago? New Spy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The Netflix... Was it a, was it a series? Oh, yeah, right. It was a series. Um, mm-hmm. What what sets us apart from, like, that and or other spy movies that I can't really remember, and that's a telling sign? Maybe I'll <laughs> exactly. <be focused. laughs> yeah. I'm not a huge fan of this genre. Uh, I wouldn't say really anything sets us apart. The acting is really good in this. I mean, Benedict is always pretty good. He, he's fantastic. Um, loses a lot of weight at a certain point um the acting is definitely top notch i'm not gonna fucking fault it for that music's pretty good but nothing about this is i don't i don't think you've you've seen this before i mean you, you definitely have it, it's uh it's a good historical drama i can't say that i'd watch it again though uh it's it's just kind of there <laughs> this is playing in theaters exclusively right now uh, i think it'll probably be on digital in a month or so to how they're kind of rolling this out for the studio roadside attractions in in the yeah. in, in the short summary that imdb does have it, it mentions the cuban missile crisis you barely mentioned it at all how how like much of a plot uh surrounds the cuban missile crisis and this is a true story you said 
It's based on true events. I don't know how much of it's actually true. I don't know if this dude Greville Wynn is a a big name mm-hmm. in the UK. If he's, he's, I mean, they show footage of him at the end. Um, so that's kind of cool. And like when they do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole thing is they're they're setting up like he, he's trying to prevent the Cuban Missile Crisis by the messages he's delivering to this other Russian guy because they're trying to stop. Uh, this from happening so everything that he's doing is involved with stopping uh the russians from uh you know having missiles <laughs> so yeah that's that's been someone up great but yeah that's really the whole basis of the movie on. well I mean, but yeah i mean it lives or dies on benedict i mean he's the whole he's 95 percent of this movie and he, he does really well and so for that i would say it's like a uh, i give this Probably like a six, probably a strong six. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a lot of, obviously, there's a lot of spy movies, and there's obviously, well, not obviously, but there are quite a few movies about the Cuban Missile Crisis too. So it's interesting uh, if we are getting a different side or something that was you know not mentioned in any of those other movies. I, I guess that's kind of interesting. I'm never gonna watch this though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think this is a. I mean, it's pretty boring, man. It's, it's pretty slow. There's like I said, a lot of dialogue and going back and forth here. Uh, this almost feels a little bit like Oscar bait uh, to a certain extent, but it's definitely not because it's releasing like March 19th. But yeah, yeah. Uh, this is six. I, I can't say I'd watch this again. So, All right. All right. Let's get to Nobody. The big, the big one this week. Nobody. All right. So this is directed by Ilya Nashler, who directed Hardcore Henry a few years back. Uh, Derek Kolstad wrote this, who has written all of the John Wick movies. And yeah, I think he's doing like the Hitman series, Just Cause movie coming up. This stars Bob Odenkirk as Hutch Mansell. You got Connie Nielsen in this, Christopher Lloyd. You got the RZA. Uh, yeah, that's really the the big... And then the the villain in this is uh, a guy named Alexei Severyakov. He's a, he's a Russian guy. So this uh, you've seen the trailer for this, right? I'll do a quick breakdown. Yeah. He is a uh, he's a he's just a Bob Odenkirk's Hutch is a very uh, middle aged man. First ten minutes of this movie, he's it's just a flashback of his monotony of every day, pouring coffee, missing the trash on Tuesdays, going to work, clocking in, just punch, punch, punch. It's like the first 10 minutes, just very much establishing this guy is just, a, he's a nobody. He's just a, it's a regular guy. Um, one night, two thieves break into his house and his family is there and he kind of acts like a puss. He doesn't really do anything. His son tackles one of the burglars and he tells his son to get off of him. And they, the burglars steal his cash, and he leaves. Uh, or they leave. And then he is, uh, the cops show up, and his family looks at him, and they're like, what the fuck, man? Like, pretty much, you're you're the worst. <laughs> and so this event, uh, it really starts igniting his, uh, his past. And he starts thinking, and it really just sets in motion the rest of this movie. He refines his set of skills fucking taken style and he goes on a little bit of a a rampage after that to get some revenge on uh some people and now yeah, that's that's really the extent you've uh if it sounds like john wick that's because this is a fucking the writer of john wick and it is very much in that vein um 
the real big selling point for this movie here is obviously Odenkirk in this role. He's very like that's very out of character for him. We've always seen him as Saul or the fucking Mister Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's the selling point here because the the story you've seen thousands of times. It is you know revenge story, everyday man doing shit. What do you got, Law? What you got for me? You said he starts thinking about his past. Is that because like he's he was a badass in his past? Is it that type yeah, of deal? So, yeah, I don't know how much is in the trailer, but yeah, he's a, he he essentially used to be an auditor for uh, the government, and his way of doing things, he would like he would say he says like oh, I'm the last person anybody wanted to see, but I've suppressed all of this for years and turned into somebody else because. I've not been doing this work for a long time. And yeah, he's a badass. But I will say that, like, Odenkirk gets the shit beat out of him. Like, the first few fight scenes, like, he, you can tell he's he's trying to find these skills again because he's getting whooped. And then eventually by the end of the movie, he's... Uh, He's kicking again. <laughs> he's, 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 there's, there's some very fun action scenes in this movie. Um, obviously, a lot of the hardcore Henry vibes. I mean, you, you get a lot of that here. Um, for sure. Not first person per se, but, uh, the villain in this movie is really bad. And that's the one thing I will say, like, he's just not, he like sings karaoke and then like, will like go off the stage and fuck somebody up. But, there's not really much backstory to him and he's just kind of there. Um, what else? Yeah, man. Is he, is it, um, funny at all? Like, is Odenkirk? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, yeah, he's Christopher Lloyd is playing his father in this. They've got some good scenes together. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, I think that's going to be a big selling point for a lot of people in this, just seeing, uh, the stuff that he does in this movie. I don't want to spoil anything, but that's, I mean, I think that alone will get people pumped and there's, the director and writer of this definitely uh there's a the final big battle scene uh people are gonna need a kick out of just because of uh the people involved in it um it reminded me a little bit of uh the movie red a couple years ago like bruce willis you know the older uh definitely some of those vibes with this um but yeah i mean if you're going into this movie uh just wanting a fun fucking hour and a half action movie you're gonna get it uh but don't expect this to be really even on the john wick level at all because uh, it's just not there and the bones are there of this but yeah it's it's not quite there you said uh, because of the people involved are you talking about cameos or what do you what do you mean by that by the, at the end well i just don't want to spoil it i kind of i already oh, kind of fucking cameos touched, no 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 cameos necessarily okay no. all right, all right. nope all right um yeah i mean your description of this is exactly what I pictured in my head. Um, yep. I mean, no, no more, no less. <laughs> you've, yeah. you've got, it's exactly what I thought this movie was going to be. And that's okay because um, mm-hmm. I guarantee this is going to pass the time for me whenever I, yep. I do watch it. Cause I like Odenkirk. Um, I've had fun with some John Wick stuff. So I think it's, to be honest with you, I think it takes itself a little bit seriously. And that's why I never, I don't even think I've seen part three. Oh. That's right. You're not a big John Wick fan. I forgot about that. No. So if I can get a little lighthearted John Wick uh, with a little bit of Saul, you know, doing some fucking <laughs> yeah. fighty fighty shit. I mean, hey, and Chris, this Christopher Lloyd thing. I mean, you perked up when you brought up Christopher Lloyd in your review, and that is exciting, and it should be exciting for a lot of people because we haven't yeah. seen him in a lot of stuff as of late, and the fact that he's doing 
anything, let alone cool stuff, is uh, is going to be a treat. So I'm very. I didn't even know he was in this. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I didn't either actually until because uh, I have avoided like all the trailers for this outside that first like teaser they released last summer when this is supposed to be released in August or whatever. But yeah, uh, this. I will say, like, it's a little hard to believe him at first, like Odenkirk as this guy, just because you've never seen it. But then eventually, you know, you're, you're believing him. He, he, he apparently trained for over two and a half years <laughs> to get ready for this role. Wow. Did all the fight scenes himself and stuff. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, I, story-wise, you've seen this a thousand times, but it's 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 a fun watch for an hour and a half past the time for sure. Yeah. Uh, I would go, I'll go strong seven for this one. Nice. All right. Well, I'm definitely definitely checking that out. Not checking out the spy movie. So (laughs) that's cool. And this, yeah, nobody is theatrical exclusive. Universal's been doing like 30 to 45 for their movie. So I would assume like a month or so this will be up uh, on your streaming PVOD avenues or that AMG, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, Is there anything else coming out next week other than uh, Kong and Godzilla? Uh, there, yeah, Godzilla Kong is on Wednesday, and then there's a movie called The Unholy. It's a horror movie on Friday with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh-huh. Um, that's really it, though. So, okay. Pretty light, but we can. I'm sure we could squeeze a Godzilla vs Kong binge views out 10, 15 minutes or so. All right, we'll talk about that next week. Um, do want to touch, and you mentioned this before we started recording, so let's talk about it a little bit now. Disney has made some big moves in the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Black Widow will be coming straight to Disney Plus for a fee. Um, what interests me more, though, not interesting, but surprised me, I guess, is the, the Pixar Luca. Is it Luca or Lusa? I don't fucking know. L- Luca, huh? Okay. Um, is going to Disney Plus for free. Yep. Uh, that that really surprises me because I, 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 all the big movies that have done this thus far have all been for that steep 30 bucks or whatever, right? Uh, outside of Seoul, Seoul was free as well oh, over the holidays. Okay. All right, so they've already set a precedent for themselves. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess it's just for Pixar movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and what else, what else uh, got moved around there? In that, that so yeah, they they moved Black Widow July. Cruella sticks is sticking on the May twenty eighth deadline or uh, movie or fucking date. Jesus Christ. Um, they moved Death on the Nile to like February of next year, but that also has Army Hammer, so I'm sure they're <laughs> trying to figure out what to do with that. Um, what else? they moved like the Kingsman back to December. They moved Free Guy, that Ryan Reynolds movie, to August, oh. and then Shang Chi is the Marvel movie that moved over Labor Day weekend, September third. Um, but yeah, the, the thing is, nobody knows shit right now. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, we're not out of the pandemic yet. Seems like light at the end of the tunnel, but these studios are going to keep experimenting. Like this is their time to do that, man. Like they, the. They've never had this uh, data before of seeing these VOD numbers and what works, what doesn't, what's going to work theatrically at the same time of this. I, I think we're just really headed in a direction that all a lot of these movies are going to be movie specific um, to where they go and what their theatrical window is. Uh, I know there's a lot of people on this podcast network that, that want fucking movie theaters to just never be a thing again but yeah it's not gonna happen <laughs> like there's gonna be a lot of theaters that close i've said it a thousand times in last year but i did movie theaters won't ever go away there's too much money to be made there but they're gonna look they're gonna look weird and different for a little while and the next two years are gonna be fucking crazy it's already been crazy but 
yeah, D- Disney can do what they want. I mean, they they're Disney, so what they say they, with their dick out on the table, and you just fucking accept it, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and that's just it um, too. Like if they, if things improve, say things improve in the next two to three months, like they can just do it again, right? Like, oh no, fuck that. Luke is going back to the theater. Yeah, in theory. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, well, Warner Brothers already. So that that was the big thing. Warner Brothers earlier that morning, the Black Widow news dropped. Uh, Regal is finally reopening. So they're the number two theater chain in the United States. They have been closed since uh, October and said, we are not reopening any of our theaters until we have a consistent movie slate. Early that morning, they broke that they just signed that exclusive deal with Warner Brothers. So for all of 2022 movies, Warner Brothers movies will have a 45-day theatrical window. Um, that's what Paramount is also doing with like A Quiet Place Part 2, Top Gun this week. So I think that bread and butter is really going to be the 45-day window. I think that's really going to be um, pretty consistent going forward. And if you think about it, the 90-day window is a thing that's cut in half. So that I mean, it's and that's six weekends in in theaters. And I would say I've talked before, but like Avengers Endgame made 80% of its box office in the first four weekends. Right. And yeah, and you got to think too. Like, the average m- customer goes to a movie theater four times a year. So, I mean, so much of this shit is overblown. I'm so sick of the hyperbole of "Oh my god, the death of this, the death of that." It's, I mean, it, it's a weird time right now. No one knows shit, and it's, uh, it's kind of got to go with the flow right now. So, you you keep talking about this forty five or thirty forty five day window or whatever, but but something like so, what what does that like adhere to? Because something like Black Widow is going to theaters and streaming on the same day yes uh-huh so, so I'm, I'm talking about for future future like past when we're past the pandemic uh, during yeah yeah. so and, and disney dude there's that, that movie costs over 200 million dollars to make you have to think all right we're gonna put this on disney plus uh they, they just released data this morning for raya that it didn't really pull the numbers for the premium access that they were hoping Mulan actually did better last fall for that 30 day or $30 price point they have on Disney plus. Um, the thing is that I'm thinking like, you know, most Marvel fans or most star Wars fans already have Disney plus, right? They've got it for captain America and winter soldier and all that shit or Falcon and winter soldier. Sorry. Um, and so are they really going to increase subscribers that much for uh, black widow? I don't know. I, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. Um, but yeah, by July 9th, you'd think a lot of, it, it seems at least we're going that direction. Most people that want a vaccine will like, can have access to it by then. Uh, but yeah, it's That's going to be the first giant movie that's been put, you know, you can pay $30 at your house or you can pay whatever the theater for it. So that's going to be a big test. So should be interesting. And the thing is, does anybody really care about black widow that much? I know you don't, right. You're, you're just kind of like meh over it. <laughs> I think a lot of people are over it. I don't. I don't think yeah. it's going to be a big deal for them. It would. It wouldn't have been a big deal for them had it come out. What? What was the original date? March. Uh, I mean, originally last year May, and then pushed to November, and now May again. So May seventh is when it was supposed to. It but... was supposed to go last year May. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's the pushback sound, dude. All these movies are. Yeah, like <laughs> Quiet Place Part Two was the week that everything shut down, and that's. <laughs> Fine, that moved up to Memorial Day too. Other movies are filling the spots, but we're still, yeah. The next three months still are, are just it's going to be a ride, <laughs> like a roller coaster, like everything else. Twenty twenty one figured to be that, you know. It's still not out of the pandy, and shit is just so undone. Do you have are, are theaters opening uh, near you yet, or are they still no nope, all shuttered? Nothing is open nothing. around here. Um, 
I think the better the better tell for this type of format is going to be the Godzilla next week, mm. more so than nope. Black Widow. I I, I just I, maybe I'm just taking it too personally, but I just feel like it's a huge giant monster action film that isn't a fucking prequel. Like you know what I mean? Like that, I think mm-hmm. that's the main thing. If Black Widow was a new movie. Of course, it can't be. I get that. But if it was a new story in the Marvel Universe, then yeah, I'd be super pumped about it. But I don't I don't see how that many people are, especially when we have things like WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier that are taking place after Endgame and they're telling that story and leading to the new fucking phase of Marvel. Why the fuck does anyone want to go back and find out an origin story or whatever the fuck about Black Widow? I don't get it. Yeah, it's Marvel though, man. Those fans are, regardless, they'll be there fucking watching that shit so i, mean, look, I, I watched up. a four-hour fucking recut of justice league <laughs> i guess i'm gonna watch fucking black widow I'll tell you that <laughs> oh man i put myself at the snyder cut last weekend too Oof. oh man all right well fucking uh, theatrical updates with uh chad c went amazing incredible <laughs> oh yep i'm we're still kicking baby we're still kicking well, I can't wait. I can't wait to get back in the theater. I mean, I, I have the home theater set up for Godzilla next week. I'm very pumped about that. I just ordered my uh, my my fucking sound bar to get the, all the the fucking action sounds in my ear holes. Um, nice, so nice. It's gonna be fucking huge. But I do, I do wish I could go to the theater to watch it. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just. It's mm, oh yeah. That's the one movie. If I was to pick this year that I want to see in the theater, it's that one. That's it. Uh, all right. All right. Soon, maybe soon, maybe next couple months, you'll you'll get that chance again. Maybe you'll get to see Black Widow in the theater. You know, <laughs> I'm not that. Um, I w- when is uh, Quiet Place Two coming out? Because that was the other one from last. That is Memorial Day weekend, May twenty eighth, as of right now. All right. Oh fuck. Hopefully, our theater. I think theaters should be open by you by then. That's two months from now. I hope so. I told you that's like my biggest regret, right? Like uh, I was supposed to go to the screening for a Quiet Place Two, uh, like the morning of whatever and i was like no nah, i'll just go to the next screening next week and then the day after they're like the world shut down so i'm like god damn it i could have seen that movie this last year <laughs> pretty great what can you do though uh, all right all right well that is it that's a nice little short compact uh binge cast for you slash binge views and um, oh yeah if you are a patreon subscriber stay tuned like i said kong skull island uh commentary coming up in which um Pete gets super, super day drunk. It's fucking hilarious. It's like <laughs> we recorded at noon. He's hammered the moment we pick up the phone. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so that's fucking fun. Um, of course, uh, the docket has a couple more episodes after this week, which was uh, Explorers. And um, yeah, a lot of good stuff still coming out. So uh, thanks for hanging out, Chad. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. See ya. Thank you for listening to the BingeCast on BingeMedia.net. To listen to the full binge, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash bingemedia. BingeMedia patrons will get access to the full binge, the BingeCast's four-hour show on a private RSS feed, and they'll get it a full 24 hours before it hits the public RSS feed. BingeMedia patrons also get other perks, so check us out at patreon.com slash bingemedia. Subscribe to the BingeMedia Podcast Network at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the full binge.